morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by Ladbrokes. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Britta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back. It is the Quickfire podcast, and we are aiming to keep them quick. We have failed in recent times. We've gone over a little bit, so let's move it forward quickly. Welcome, Bonfire, the third member of the team. Hopefully that horn was better for you, boys, because the Bombs Express is back. And uh, today we are reviewing the uh, Gold Coast Suns and, of course, the Hawthorne Football Club. So, Corey, before we get stuck into it, where can the listeners find us on social media? I really hope no one had their headphones in and turned up really loud listening to that. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Supercoach Elites. Also, find us on Twitter at SC Elite. And boys, I think this podcast will probably be quicker than most because we got Gold Coast and the Hawks. I don't think they're going to take up as much time as some of the others had. We'll kick things off with Gold Coast um, and their rookies. Breda, we'll start with you this time. Um, there's been a couple of really nice ones, and I'm going to go for one that's a little bit left the field, just because I figure it allows us to cover the, the important ones, because they do have quite a few. Um, I'm going with Nick Holman, the ex-Blue, so I think Bonfer might know a few things about him. He's a 2000, he's a little bit older, and I just think he is a viable option because Gold Coast are trash, and their midfield is really thin. Someone has to come in, and he's an older guy, older body, and I think he might just get thrown in there simply because he can handle the heat. Um, and at 102,000, um, it also gives you a little bit more financial flexibility. Moving on. Um, yeah, so for myself, um, I'm going to go with someone who I think can be picked uh, in round one. And uh, so that's why I'll leave out Harrison Wiggs. So for me, it is uh, Will Brody. He's actually sitting in my team at the moment. And uh, some people thought that was a little bit controversial. Like, ooh, what, what, what's the scoop that Bonds has got here? Um, now, he's played three games last year. Now, uh, I'll say this. He was absolute, absolute trash last year. 32, 32, and 69, I think, where he's, or 64, where he's um, three he scores in his three games last year. Um, but 107,000. What I like about this, though, is that Gold Coast, this year more than ever, um, I think are just going to just they're just going to give us this just huge numbers of uh, rookies and they're all going to be getting midfield time. So if you remember the two drafts back, they had like four inside the top ten. So players like Will Brody, who was part of that, I think Jack Scrimshaw, um, and I can't even remember some of the other players, but but they're, they're the kind of the two that I expect to get a little bit more game time this year. Um, and hopefully these are the sort of boys that can take them forward. The other thing that I like about Will Brody is that now. I don't know about how you boys feel about this, but I love it when players have got a little bit of swagger about them. Now, I don't know if you remember, but back in his uh, draft year, this was the man that said, I want to be pick number one. I, I Honestly, I can't remember another time where I've heard a player come out and say, I want to be the number one pick. And uh, oh, look, I just love any sort of player that's got a little bit of swagger like that about him. Um, and if the under-18 TAC is anything to sort of go by, um, you know, he can certainly produce numbers to back it up. So at 187K, if he starts round one, I'm, I'm willing to take the risk on him. I didn't think that was controversial at all. He was mine as well. Um, I do like yeah. Scrimshaw. Um, Harrison Wig, unfortunately, went down injured, so we can't pick him. Will Brody, same. Got him sitting in my team right now, and it's because he's played AFL. Another year in the system, another preseason, going to be a little bit bigger, ready to go. Um, and as all the points that Bromford just touched on, if you don't have Will Brody, I think that's one you should seriously look at getting in early. Um, I know there's a lot of teams that try and avoid those higher-priced rookies, but I think he'll be one that'll go out there and probably be able to average around 70 
So he'll definitely earn cash and he'll have points for you on the field. So I'm really, really big on Will Brody. And that'll probably be my common theme with most of these Gold Coast podcasts is players that can now go into the middle, run through the guts. Ablett's gone and, you know, they need a little bit more bigger bodies. So really, really big on Will Brody. Brett up your mid-prosser. Um, the Gold Coast, uh, actually, I'm struggling to find one at the moment. Don't have any sitting in my team. I know Will Brody's about 180000 not really a mid-pricer, so I don't actually have a mid-pricer for the Gold Coast at the moment. Michael Barlow, mate? You want to talk about Michael Barlow? Oh, yeah, Michael Barlow, sorry. Here's sorry, 462000 Michael They're Barlow. Everywhere. I do have him sitting my in my God. team. I was looking for him. I thought I had one. Oh, I was looking my for my God. team. Couldn't find him. Jesus. Michael Barlow. Really great to see you. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. Uh, so I remember when Michael Barlow averaged like 116 his rookie year. He's a... A golden boy of super coach in past years. Um, yeah, it does offer nice value this year at 462. Um, he's a guy that could average over 100. Again, it's just a matter of sort of like how we talked about Ablett in the last podcast. Will his shoulders and will his legs hold up through a full season? He's going to get battered this year because he's going to be all around the ball. And I can't believe it, but he's almost the number one uh, contested midfielder again for the Gold Coast Suns. The thing I love about Michael Barlow is the injuries weren't soft tissue. The injuries are like freak leg breaks and um, more recent time anyway. So I'm massive on him. He's sitting in my team right now, and I think he will average over 100. And I think early on he offers absolutely amazing value. And I'm all in on Michael Barlow. Someone's got to get him the ball. They may get done by 80 or 90 points, but someone still has to touch the ball. Um, and Michael Barlow's proven in the past he's a contested beast. So all in on Michael Barlow. Yeah, he tagged last year, boys. Is that a concern? Because nah. when he did play last year, he tagged. Nah, he would come. I don't think. I okay. don't think he'll tag now. It's, there's a new coach in there too, and all reports that he's he's absolutely loving Barlow, big Stewie Jew. Yeah. And uh, but look, we we can't ignore that, and I think that's the absolute reason why uh, I have a fair bit of confidence in picking someone like Michael Barlow. Love the love the price point. Uh, last year was his actual equal lowest averaging year in his career, uh, believe it or not. So he's done eighty three point six two times, um, but he's also done one hundred and ten, one hundred and eleven, and one hundred and sixteen in previous years as well. Um, and I think you know when we look at you know when he was at Fremantle around about that time when you know he was probably 24, 25, 26, whoever old he was, um, and he was one of the main men uh, in that Freo midfield. Um, that's where we saw the numbers, you know, around that 110. And I think if you can get anyone now who has the potential to average 100 plus or has a history of averaging 110 or 111 in the Ford line at 460,000. It almost sound a little bit crazy not to pick him, wouldn't you? We always talk about this. We always talk about um, um, risk versus reward mid prices. How risky are they? How high can the re- potential reward be? Now, I think Michael Barlow is one of those rookies, and you know, I mean, especially me, I play this game so safe. You go through my team, and there's barely any, you know, risky picks in there at all, if any. I think Michael Barlow's upside, and even his like bottom, he's, he's plateau bottom. He's not going to drop much in price. You, I don't think you'll ever see him really this cheap again for the rest of the year. Like he'll probably come around this price, but I just think there's only one way Michael Barlow can go, and that's up. I think he's going to have a great year. Either go up or, or to the injury list. He can yeah. probably go two ways, <laughs> um, and that's the risk and reward. I think if he's playing, you're getting points. If he's not playing, well, then that's when you're. That's the risk. Uh, your rewards is him playing, I guess, and the risk is him not playing. But like Corey said, I mean, 
they are, or they were kind of like freak accidents. You know, we think about broken legs and broken bones and that sort of stuff. You know, those things only happen through, you know, really hard collision type injuries. Um, the word in the preseason as well, he's been having a lot more dairy in his diet to strengthen up the bones too. I've, I've seen him, uh, he probably doesn't guzzle as much chocolate milk as uh, Britta over here, but uh, certainly doesn't mind the, you know, the old cup of milk uh, each day. No one guzzles as much chocolate milk as I do. <laughs> I've been in some serious training for this challenge. <laughs> Can't wait, can't wait. Uh, boys, Gold Coast pre <laughs> I can't tell if that's a joke or not. Um, well, if we have to pick someone, I'm going to pick Aaron Hall, but I'm, I'm probably not even going to spend time talking about it because pretty much I don't want to. Um, but, like, if we think about someone who has the potential to touch the ball, I think we've seen patches from Aaron Hall as well when Ablett's been injured, like his ability to get, like, really high 30s numbers. Um, his possession... Efficiency does worry me a little bit, but, um, you know, in terms of, like, meters gains, in terms of, you know, taking the ball for a run, in terms of scoreboard impact and, uh, you know, his ceiling as well, um, I think Aaron Hall's kind of like the, the almost the only one I'd select. But, I mean, in the midfield, it's it's such a tough spot, the midfield, to, to crack into that top eight, isn't it? Yeah, I, I can't see him. I mean, we'd lost the Aaron Hall pick when we lost him as a forward. Mm. I mean, I think he would have been picked in a couple of teams if he stayed as a forward around 502k with um, Ablett going, but I just can't condone it. He would be mine as well, but there are no primos from the Gold Coast, so I can yeah, condone it all. But Jared Witts, would you consider Jared Witts? That's the one I was going to run with. Oh, all right, Britta. Yeah. Yeah, go for it, mate. Well, he's, a, he's their number one ruckman. He's going to play first season as a solo ruck last year. Well, a few of us were thinking, you know, Zach Smith, not such a bad pick. Jared Witts averaged more points last year. He's the clear number one ruck. And we always see 21, 22. Big men seem to get better with age. I don't see any reason why he can't average maybe just under 100. Again, it's clutching at straws. Probably not ideal to pick him. But in terms of Gold Coast premiums, if that's even a thing that exists, I think Witts is the best of the bunch. I'm going to give you one more. What about the captain, Tom Lynch? Would you consider him? No. Nah. It's quite cheap, around 450 They're, they're so crap, they, they, they won't see the ball. There's value to be had at his price um, for yeah. what it is. The other thing is, I mean, it would be great for Wits if he'd have to advantage Canada's hitting out the ball to the other team, but I don't know, <laughs> he's, got, he's got no one under his feet or be willing to take the thing, so... Yeah, he does have numbers, though. He does have good numbers in terms of hitouts because he's a giant, isn't he, uh, exactly. Wits? Yeah, he's, he's got good numbers there. All right, well, we'll kick straight across to uh, the Hawks. Um, rookies for Hawks, Bronx. I'm kind of excited about this one because, you know why, boys? I think I found our first legitimate $102,000 player. Yeah. Do you know who I'm thinking of? No idea. Defender, Dave Mirror. I believe that's his name. Mirror, not like a mirror that you look yourself in yep. in the morning, brush your hair. But Mira, M-I-R-R-A. Now, he has played VFA footy the last two years. Uh, averaged 21.2 touches in 2016 and then 22 touches uh, last year. What I like is that disposal efficiency, though, 77% in 2016, 78% last year. Uh, got really high mark numbers as well. Um, averaged six and a half last year. Um, he also averaged about four balls a game in the in the VFL. Now, the VFL is like a competition, I think, where you can sort of, you know, have a look at those numbers uh, quite deeply and think, you know, can this translate to AFL? And I think this is certainly someone who can. We look at Gibson gone. We look at Hodge gone. We, we heard news, uh, you know, earlier in the week that Gunston is not going to be playing uh, time in the back line and he's going to move forward. That is three spots immediately in that defence. And, and that's where I'm going to kind of focus uh, 
with the with the Hawks uh, in terms of rookies. And I think Dave Mirror. Um, what I also heard, uh, I heard some rumblings that this is the man they feel uh, has an online presence and uh, will slot into the Hodge role quite nicely. So, uh, yeah, he is someone at 102,000 um, that, if certainly starting round one, cannot see myself not starting with him. That's why we have you here, Bons. Uh For me, I went Tia Miles. Um, I think he'll just get a spot in that team because they are so depleted. Uh, running on a wing or even, you know, half-forward flank. I mean, I'm not starting with him. He's awkwardly priced at 202k, but has played some football before. Another preseason in his belt. Um, but I think with the Hawks, it's more of a wait and see to see who we can get and who's available. Bretta? Um, I'm not going to steal the mirror pick because that's the first I've heard of it, and the bomber nails that. That's the biggest clap clap I'll ever give him. It's not a big clap clap, so it's a. Yeah, that'll be special. Give me a two two, mate. Give me a two two. Yeah, I might have to give you a two two. We might see it. We might see it some stage through the season. He'll have to really earn it. Um, but yeah, I guess Taya Miles is the only one that seems in the back of my head to offer any value. He. They've traded away their picks lately to get their own mirrors, their Tom Mitchell. So, as in terms of rookies, they're quite thin. Um, yeah, well, I guess now Mirror might be the one that offers value. So, yeah, Miles or Mirror to keep in consideration. I don't think we're going to see much else from them. I think they'll give us heaps of JLT talk. I think that'll be great. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Those two or no, others? Hawthorne. Hawthorne in general. You reckon? Yeah. Yep. I think Isn't there's that... going to be some real movement. What do they have? Do they have any? Like it's one thing to bleed it. They don't have it. But they have to find it. So Mm -hmm. they're definitely going to have to play them, and just means that Brent, you're going to have to start watching some football. Yeah, I don't want to watch football, man. I tried the other night. I watched the the Carlton Collingwood uh, game. That was was a thrilling. It was on. It was a bit struggles. Yeah, it was a bit much. Great to have women's football back. In all seriousness, that's good. It's competitive. It's it's good. Yeah. uh, Carlton won again. That pissed me off. They're pretty good at doing that. Knocking over the boys. Um, the mid price hawker boys. Oh, I actually want I actually want two, but I know you're not gonna give me two. Yeah, so I'm finding this incredibly hard. Um Okay, I'm gonna go give you the one. Then. Yeah, make no, it you go, go two, go both yours. No, go no, both no, yours. No, uh, but, no, uh, give me Britta first, yeah. Uh, I don't have one. I don't have one. Oh my god. Alright, yeah. Britta. Do me a favour. You talk about James Sicily, and I'm going to talk about Ryan Burns. But Burn. James Sicily is just not viable, man. Like, James, all right, let me tell you something wow, about James I, I found it Ryan really, Burton. I found it really hard to narrow it down to one for this, and Brent, again, has the audacity to not even give us one. <laughs> Corey, do you agree with any of my picks there, I Sicily? I agree with Sis. All right, you take Sicily. I've got Burton there. No, How I've does that got, sound? I've already got one, though. Oh, he's got none of them. Yeah. My God, they're just everywhere. Okay, well, Sicily, right? He took his average from 63 in 2016 up to 73 last year. Now, what impressed me was when he switched to the back line. That is the key. I just spoke before how they're depleting the back line. He's not going to move out of that back line. These are his scores from round 14 onwards last year. 93, 87, 109, uh, 46. I acknowledge is quite a poor score. 104, 97, 130, 107. And then what happened was he copped a forward tag against Carlton and only scored 25, um, but then was switched to the forward line as well during that game. That was the game. I don't know if you remember, but he gave away seven or eight free kicks. I don't know if you guys... Absolutely lost his temper. He was just gone absolutely bananas. And then the final of the game of the year was 116. Um, But I think like when we speak about mid-prices and we're speaking about someone at 402,000 here, um, you're going to have ups and downs, but it's about... How do they negate their down games? Um, I think this is someone who's going to take intercept marks and just in general a lot of marks next year. 
um, and really be a presence in that Hawthorne back line if now. If he starts as a defender come round one, I mean, I would love to pick him. I'm not going to pick him. That's that's a fact. But if you yeah. know he's playing in defence, he's almost a lock. My is. worry is that he just, they could, you know, get desperate and take, take him forward. A JLT is going to be, and this is why I talk about that JL thing, because it's mm. going to play a massive impact on, on where we see Sis. If Sis is playing off half-back, I'm telling you, I'm going to have a real hard time to not pick him come round one. Because yeah. I, I, I just agree with Bonds. The ability to intercept him, he's got a great set of hands, which was what made him a good forward. Um, I think he's a very intelligent player. I think he's a very good footballer. Um, again, he's kind of like that Toby Green, lose your temper, um, white line fever kind of thing. But that makes me love Sicily even more. I'm all in James mm-hmm. for James Sicily as a, see, as a footballer. See, I, I like Burton over Sicily, and I don't like both. Why do you altogether. like Sis? I just think that there's just going to be too many like chances for him just to have... His ceiling is really nice, but then his basement is disgusting where it can absolutely shred your team. And you I think, think that that's... Do he's too volatile a pick. Playing? Exa- yeah, exactly. But that's that's the thing. Like, If you played full... Fullbacks and halfback where he sort of played last year. For the whole year, I reckon he averages 90, 95. But I think there's a big chance that we get five weeks in, his role diminishes, disappears, and it just goes completely horribly wrong. And you're stuck with a guy who's 390,000 that you were hoping in the back of your head would average 95, 100. Where Burton, I think, if you pick him, he's going to play centre-half back. He's an absolute stud. Um, Should have won last last year, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know where he's going to be. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to average well, 83 last year, first season in. Uh, I think there's more upside and more safety to Burton, but I just don't like either pick. I think they're just too awkwardly priced, and neither can really contribute to your team in a way that'll be you know manageable. I see, I see Burton oh. a riskier price, but almost a safer role. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, Burton is Burton. Can, can I, I, pick can I give you a little bit yeah, of it? Burton, Burton is the last player they've picked uh, with with kind of like a high draft pick back yeah, in 2015. Before they traded everything about no, no, pick 19. Pick, no, um, yeah. Uh, and I remember he slid in that draft. Uh, Broken based, league. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so, he was predicted um, to be a top five pick. Yeah, yeah. And and I think they got they got lucky they were able to get him. But what I like right was that if we have a look at like his averages and that sort of stuff, he bumped it up such a huge amount uh, last year. He went from fifty one in his uh, debut. He only played three games, so you know, wouldn't really worry about that. But he went up to eighty three over eighty three and a half last year, playing that halfback role. And I just think that. You know, we do, I don't think any of us foresee you know Hawthorne really improving. Um, I don't see him regressing um, on his output last year. I think I agree with Brett. I think it was a joke that he wasn't the NAB Rising Star last year. I think, but he was shoulders, uh, heads and shoulders above. Uh, I think just the amount of ball that was in the back line, what he had to sort of contend with. I'm not sure where he came in their best and fairest, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the top ten either. Um, he had an absolutely huge year last year. Um, only five scores under seventy. For a second-year player, he played. I think he played uh, every game except round one. Um, to only have five games out of twenty-one under seventy, that is huge. Um, albeit, like his ceiling's not high. He only scored, I think, it was uh, four tons last year with a, with a top score of one hundred and twelve. Um, but I think what you get is, you know, ultra consistency. You, you get in twenty touches or around about that a game. You know, you're getting lots of marks. You know, five, six, seven uh, in a game as well. I, th- I just think you're getting a, a real super uh, player. And I think Ryan Burden is going to be someone in our super coach uh, teams for years to come. And uh, I can see him going eighty-three, bringing that into the nineties this year for sure. I reckon he's. I reckon he's two or three years away from being just a consistent top six defender and super coach. I think. Yeah, I think he's about one or two. 
Um, and for me, boys, mine's Jaeger O'Meara. Um, and I know that we were so, <laughs> after such a season of hurt last year, he's barely got out on the track. If he gets his body right at his price, I think it would just be a great option. I'm not starting him. I don't him. have the balls to start him. Um, yeah, flick back to this time last year when me and Bonce went into bat for him. Um, but like, <laughs> he's one of those, I could see him averaging 100. Like, easy. Um, it's just a matter of you can stay out on the on the on the park. That's the big problem. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on Amira? Don't touch under any circumstances ever. I, I would only touch him. I would only touch him if my other option was David Swallow. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> uh, not I had this argument one. for the full preseason <laughs> last year. I haven't got any more in the tank what to go David again. <laughs> Probably four hundred. Sure. I reckon four seventy. Uh, we had a better year than Amira, so we'll just uh, attack on a bit of cash. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Amira a worse option this time this year than he was this time last year? Well, I think because, because last he year let us had, down again. Yeah, and I think when you continually get let down, you you just your hope just diminishes a little bit. Like when Brett sees his team at the end of the like uh, through the year, he just loses hope. You know, cops loss after loss, sliding after ranking, sliding after ranking. You just lose hope. What's, you just, uh, you... what's the saying? Um, the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different I'm results. Expecting... Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I've slid, I slid a long, long way last year, uh, really far down the rankings. And the funny thing was, I was still above Bonfa. So I don't know how that happened. It was very easy to be above me, that's for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, well, you were like top five after like week 16, and you were bottom five by the end of the season. <laughs> all that matters. Did I make top four? Did I make top four? That's what I'm writing then. Um, and we're talking overall here. We're not talking just our league. Corey, oh, just like fifth overall. And then, yeah, Michael Walters and Bayok kind of led that forward line from round 18 onwards. It's really surprised Bayok didn't get a game at the end of the season. Wait for West Coast <laughs> place, podcast. Um, boys, uh, your primos. Titch. Titch? Yeah, Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Any Tom case, Mitchell, any case I'll against tell you. Tom Mitchell? No. Well, I'm surprised by how little teams have I've picked him this year. Does it seem bizarre to you guys? Yeah, I, I feel like I can't remember. because what I, are the numbers? What other numbers are? Oh, look, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I, look, I know that you know you see Dangerfield, you see Martin. Um, so the people already spent around you know so much money uh, up there that they don't feel like they can go get Titchell as well. But Jesus, last year, what an awesome year that was! I mean, he just didn't stop. Quick question. He just did. Yeah. Dangerfield or. Or definitely take that question out of it. Uh, Titch or Dusty? Oh, Titch. I'm Titch. I'm, I'm not even thinking about that one. Yeah, I'll probably roll Titch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Titch too. Right now, I don't have Dusty in my team. Um, and I'm, we might run that poll later on, uh, really, on Facebook. Yeah, or I'm really struggling. With it. I ran it at the start of the season, and Dusty won it. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Dusty won it pretty easy, but it'd be interesting to get it back up again. Um, okay. Uh, again, God touches the ball minimum thirty-five times a game. Like, and the untouchable try didn't matter. He's, he's just not going backwards. And he's, yeah, no. Um, two scores under a hundred last year, and they were eighty-five and ninety-eight. Yeah, kicks goals too. Kicks goals too. That's the thing that people don't know or don't seem to appreciate. I, th- I think what you get with Titch, and this is what I really like about Titch when you when you VC danger right because they're all about VC danger aren't we big right? VC danger v- man over here yeah you you VC danger and you just see into Mitchell 
because you know that with his 30 to 35 a game, um, you know you just get him at least 120. You're getting a lot of scores in 130 probably. Like I just, I just think he's safe as houses. You know, no injuries last year. Um, I, don't, I don't think he had a lot of injuries in Sydney. He was just long I didn't like him, didn't he? And they had a lot of mm. plays in the midfield as well. Yep. You know, there's no other big recruit. Like, Amira comes in, but, you know, to me, that's like, oh, well, big shit. How many games is he going to play again this year? But I don't I don't, think it, I don't think it detracts from Mitchell's performance. But that's that's kind of what I want to get out here. All in on Titch, and, yeah, he's not going anywhere. All right, boys, outlandish statement. I think we missed Gold Coast, so we'll hit that too. What's your outlandish statement for Gold Coast? Did we not have a Gold Coast outlandish statement? I don't think so. Did we? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, so yeah. I'll, I'll give you one. Um, all right, well, uh, I don't know if you boys will categorise this as outlandish, but um, Tom Lynch is going to knock back uh, about a $7 million offer from Collingwood, and he's going to remain at the Gold Coast Suns. Wow. Oh, well, you're wrong. You're yeah. wrong. <laughs> my outlandish statement is Tom Lynch <laughs> is playing for Collingwood next season. <laughs> well, hmm, it'll be interesting that one, won't it? Uh, my my outlandish statement. Yeah, Well worth it. Uh, my outlandish statement was um, that Tom Lynch will be my 2019 Collingwood mid-price option. Nice. <laughs> uh, outlandish statement for the Hawks. Boys. Oh. Hey, hold on, wait. I'm surprised Brett wasn't like, oh, unless they get this player, and oh, unless. <laughs> He's always got an unless, doesn't he? Unless, mate. Unless. It was one time, Matt Crouch, and then he's not going <laughs> to let it go, but it makes me sick. <laughs> um, Hawthorne, outlandish statement. Brett? Oh, you're me? Oh, Brett? There you go, Brett. James Sisley to average in the 60s. It's just, like it's actually just stupid. All right, that just makes my uh, statement easy. Uh, James, oh, well, Bretta to uh, trade in James Sisley at some stage. Oh, stop it! Jaeger <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be in the top fifteen averaging midfielders. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, how Let's do some quick questions. Uh, Scott Warwick, Barlow, surely the primary mover in the midfield at Gold Coast this year as a forward. What a bonus. I don't really think that's a question. But that's not a question. We, agree. we see where he's coming from, then yes. we agree. Yeah, we do agree. Um, what are we doing? That team's three and four. Uh, Morrison, the best 22 for the Hawks? Question mark. This is from Abel Grant. Well, I haven't heard a lot about Morrison. Uh, I've heard absolutely nothing of him um, for this entire preseason. So um, I wonder if he's a Hawks fan and maybe just knows a little bit more um, about Morrison than probably we do. But um, he was a late 70s pick uh, back in 2016, um, and he played across uh, the halfback in the VFL last year. Um, and I can give you his disposal numbers if you want to, fellas. He uh, he only played uh, one game, uh, but he did play um, in the halfback line last year as well. That's from what I can see here. Um, and he had 21 touches in those games. And I just don't know uh, if he's going to be able to make an impact. Abel could be a Hawks fan because uh, his next question is, Kieran Lovell, is he on anyone's radar? Not on my radar. Yeah, we hear that name a lot. Yeah. We've been hearing that name a lot, but don't really know enough. He's a ball-winning midfielder, but is he good enough? Is he going to get into... That 22. Oh, no, it's yeah. not that deep a midfield anymore, Oops. but yeah. Yeah, well, Lovell was... Um, so we spoke about Burnham being pick 19 in 2015. Lovell was their next pick uh, after that, um, pick number 22. Um, but, I mean, I haven't seen him. Um, but I feel like his name's been around for a little bit and kind of been, you know, flirted, you know, is it time for Lovell to come in? But I think these are just kind of like the names that commentators just, I think, sometimes throw around that sports, you know, people throw around, you know, 
automatically assuming because they're sort of a top pick and they and they see a depleted midfield to so like oh yeah they're going to get games but I've heard I've heard nothing to suggest that he will be getting games uh you know come round one. Let's hope so. I feel like he's one we covered a little bit last year though. I think we actually yeah, had I a think, bit of a talk about. Yeah, we, look, we may have yeah. Potentially, Abel, let us know if you're a Hawks supporter too, mate. You got a lot of questions, uh, and all the other questions we've already covered in this podcast too. So, time to wrap it up, boys. Anyone got anything they'd like to add? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Right. Sorted. Beautiful. Uh, on behalf of us boys here, peace out community. Thanks for listening. <laughs>